on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Q and AF. That's where uh, you get to submit the Qs, and we bring you the AFs. Now, you can submit your questions a couple different ways. The first way and the best way, the preferred way. Guys, email those questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. Bro, did you get a new shirt? Is that new? Maybe. Where'd you get that? I can't, I can't tell you. That's not even available for sale yet. Hey, man. Hey, I got the plug sometimes. Yeah, fuck. I guess you do. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a second way to, to, introduce, or to uh, give us your questions. And for those of you uh, that don't know, we are uploading the full episodes on YouTube now. Uh, we started that a couple months ago. It's going pretty well. It's really cool to see the community building there. Brand new audience for us. Uh, I know most of you guys listen on audio, but if you want to submit a question, you can submit your question under the Q&AF episodes on YouTube, and we'll pull some from there as well. If you're a new listener to the show, this is not just a Q&A show. We have multiple different formats. Today, we're doing Q&AF. You're going to find all about that uh, here in just a second. But other times we do CTI. CTI is uh, cruise the internet. That is where we uh, cruise the internet. We put up topics on this big ass TV I have over here to my left. Uh, we talk about what's going on in the world. We make jokes about it. We talk about what the real problems are. Uh, we speculate on what's going on. And we talk about how we can all be part of the solution. And we do so in a very politically incorrect way. Uh, if you are a pussy, uh, you won't like that show. Other times... Uh, we have real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes. Did you know the term pussy doesn't come from female anatomy? Really? Yeah, it actually comes from an actual term. It's uh, like pu pu pussopotamus or something like that. A puss. I shut, fucking saw shut, it on the internet. Hold on, bro. I got it right here. I got I to gotta bring this up because this is an important thing for everybody <laughs> to understand. Pussopotamus. It comes from uh -huh. pussalanimus. Okay, here's how you spell it. P-U-S-I-L. L A N I M O U S. Look up the fucking definition, right? I got now. you right here. What's it say? Showing a lack of courage or determination. So let's just fucking remove this stereotype right now. I'm going to say pussy all the time now. Because all you feminists get offended and ain't even talking about you. Well, I mean, let's be honest, bro. Like, I think pussies are some of the toughest things in the world. Yeah, they take a pounding. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so I, I think we've actually, I mean, it's obvious. And evident we've been using it in the yeah. wrong context. Because hey, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, don't, don't at me on it. Cause at the end, it's a legal word. Well, I'm saying like using, using the anatomical version. It's right there on the screen. We're going to throw this in the video. Yeah, we got All you. right, Throw that in there. But using the anatom anatomical version, by definition, we're both pussies. Cause we, we take poundings, bro. You're a big black pussy. No. <laughs> I'm a big black pussy, man. Uh, dude, listen. You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying is <laughs> it's a word that's allowed because it has a, it's a it's a shortened term for an actual word. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Pussellanimous. Anyway, yeah. If you are a pussellanimous, you will not like CTI. <laughs> so don't listen. Then we have real talk. Real talk is not pussellanimous. Well, sometimes it is. It depends. That's who I'm talking to. Pussellanimous is. <laughs> Uh, the real talk is five to 20 minutes of me just saying some real shit that I think needs to be said. And then we have full length and full lengths like what we did with uh, Alex Hermosi last week, which was very popular. I appreciate you guys sharing the show. I appreciate you guys uh, sharing that one out. I thought it was awesome. I had a lot of fun doing it. So 
Uh, with that being said, we do have a fee for the show. This is a personal development-based show, meaning uh, we talk a lot about business, entrepreneurship, how to be better, uh, all of these things. And for those of you that don't know, I've built uh, a few successful companies that you may have heard of. Uh, you may not have heard of them, but you will. But the point is, is I trade my 24 years, soon to be 25 years of personal development, kick-ass entrepreneur business experience, life experience. Uh, and I ask in something in return. And what I ask in return is very simple. If you get something from the show, if it makes you think, if it teaches you something, if it gives you a new perspective, if it entertains you, please share the show. A lot of you guys listen to the show and don't share the show. All right. Real talk. I ask that you share the show. I don't advertise the show. So I'm depending on you guys to spread it out. So I'd appreciate if you guys are actually avid listeners of the show, if you would please pay the fee, uh, because that's how we fucking survive here. I don't run ads for the show. I don't run ads on the show. Uh, I could make eight figures easy a year I, running ads for shit that I don't use. And I could sit here and talk about how great it is and all this shit. I don't do that. So I just ask a very simple thing. Please share the show if you find value in it. If you don't find value in it, don't share the show. It's that simple. So that's what I mean when I say pay the fee. So enough with the pussolonymuses here. Is that, how, do you, how do you say it, Cyan? Pussle. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> we got them. Yeah. Yeah, what's going on, man? Oh, nothing. Yeah. Learning new vocabulary. Hey, Bring always be show. learning. Yeah, I'm curious where you got that fucking shirt. Really? Yeah, because I'm the only motherfucker that has those. Really? Well, apparently. Apparently. You must have got that from my shit. No, wait, wait. Yeah. That's my shirt. Yeah, joke's on you. You're the plug. Yeah. Because I got three no, of them, bro, I'm, and I'm I, missing I, one. No, no, listen. I tell you right now, this ain't it. I promise you that. All right. This, this, this ain't it. Um, no, but I, I was, I was in a, I was in a dire situation. We yeah. had just finished rucking. We were sweaty yeah. and, and cold and wet. And, uh, I was in a need of a new, uh, pullover and contacted my plug and. And she gave it to you, didn't they she? They hooked me up. She gave it to you. They hooked me I up. I know who did this. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. All right. Fold under pressure, bro. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude. <clears throat> Shirt's cool, though. Yeah, dude, I like it. Yeah. I like it. It's comfy. It's cold as shit in here. Dude, it's cold everywhere right now. I'm yeah. sick of this winter shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like if you could, if it, well, I mean, you could, right? But like tomorrow you closed on, you closed on a fucking house. Where is it at? Oh, fuck. Just one house? Yeah, I mean, just right now. Like, like closed tomorrow. Oh, man. Fast close, money's not an issue. Where are we going? Man, I can't answer that because I got like all kinds of different dream lives that yeah. I haven't lived yet. So yeah. like, like, dude, part of me wants to have like a farm in Tuscany, like a, like a ranch in that Tuscany. That would be fucking dope. Yeah. Like I'd like to go there and be anonymous and, you know, walk around and fucking drink wine. Drive you fit my right in. Shit. Yeah, bro. You fit right great. in. Uh, I like Mexico a lot. I think Mexico would be an awesome place to have a place. I love okay. the people. I love the culture. I love everything about it. I love the food. Um, I love the lifestyle, everything. Uh, but, I mean, if we're talking in the United States, dude, there's this, uh, there's this ranch mm -hmm. up in uh, Wyoming uh, that I keep on my phone here. And I'm just going to give a little plug to the ranch in case any of these dudes listen or dudettes, whatever you guys got up there. Um, <laughs> it's called the Diamond G Ranch. Diamond G. Yeah, it's up in Wyoming. And uh it is it is sixty one million dollars. Shit. Yeah. 
Diamond G Ranch. Yeah, that would be a cool place. That's right. It's in Dubois, Wyoming. $61 million. And you can see it on the website Hall and Hall, which is my favorite website to look at. As all the ranches. I would say that would be a choice, but then there's also a couple pieces of property down in Florida I wouldn't mind getting in on. Uh, there's a place down outside of, uh, uh, down there in the Keys. Yeah, there you go. That's it, dude. There you go. Fuck, man. That, that is beautiful. Yeah, it's fucking pimping. You ride my- and how many acres is this? 5,000 something. Jeez. Yeah, I've looked at it like every, yeah, 5,056. Yeah. They got everything, dude. Look at that view. Look how big that barn is. You know how, I can, I can, like, I can already imagine, like, how just how clean it smells, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like to be the. You know what I can imagine? What's no that? dumb fucks. <laughs> I can imagine how non-dumb fuck infested it is, dude. Yeah. So, except when I get there, it'll be one, one more. And like you're not like there's nothing around you. No, it's surrounded by national forests. It's it's incredible. Anyone with an extra sixty one million bucks. Uh, should go buy this place. Yeah, that is fucking. If I didn't beautiful. have to be here every single day and do what I do, and I really wanted to like go do something like re like real talk, that's what I would do. But like, so I mean, so this is something like let's let's actually talk about this a little bit because I know you do this quite a bit. This uh, like I mean, I don't want to call it window shopping. That's what I call it. Is it window yeah. shopping? Yeah, you do that quite a bit every day. So like, I mean, let, let's talk a little bit about that, man, because like keeping your your visions and your dreams and. Like, because you use it almost as like a source of motivation almost, right? Like, no, I, I actually believe that one day I'll own that place. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. bro, like you, like everything I have in my life, everything, like the house I live in, the business, the businesses that I own or have built, they've all been inspired by things that I've seen and looked at and focused on. And uh, look at that, dude. Look how beautiful that is. Yeah. Anyway. I don't see it as a waste of time. I believe that you, I believe that we as human beings are legitimate creators of our own reality. And that if we don't spend time focusing on what it is we want to be or where we want to be or how we want to be on a consistent basis, those things never appear. Now for the last 20 something years, you know, I've gotten on DuPont registry or James edition, or I used to get the DuPont registry magazine. Um, and I would, you know, look at cars and, mm -hmm. and I would cut out pictures of cars, put them on a vision board or pieces of property or this or that. And like, if you go back, I still have my vision board from back in, uh, you know, like the early two thousands and, and I still have it all put together just like it was. Um, and all the shit, every single thing on there I've done. Every mm -hmm. single, every single thing, every car on there I've owned or I've owned better cars, um, every property I've owned or I've owned better property. And I think it's real shit. And I think if you don't sit down and really put out into the universe what it is you desire to be and what it is you desire to, 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 to do and how you want to live, it'll never happen. And yeah. so I actually look at window shopping on websites or in real life as you sampling or, or putting the inspiration in your brain that allows those things to actually manifest in the, in the real life. And, you know, I know people think, oh, that's bullshit. You, you have to work really fucking hard too. It's not just- That's what people miss. Yeah, it's yeah. not just, I can envision shit and yeah. it just appears. Like that's the problem with the book, The Secret. Mm. The book, The Secret is a great intro to like the law of attraction. Um, 
But it goes way deeper than that. And it goes into quantum physics and it goes into metaphysics and you can read deep, 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 deep into it. And there's scientific studies that show that the power of intention is a real thing. So if you don't take the time to intend to live a certain life that you want to live, you're going to float and you're going to end up with being the byproduct of someone else's dream. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And, you know, and, and sometimes that's okay too, because sometimes you end up in part of someone else's dream. Like, dude, we're all part of someone else's dream. That's the truth. Mm. Um, we all, you know, intertwine and work and be a part of, but, but the reality is, is that like, dude, if you don't take time to to envision and, and decide what it is you want, how can you expect to ever get it? How can you get something if you don't know? Like if you get in your car right now and you say, all right, I want to end up somewhere cool, but you don't decide where the fuck it is and you don't decide how to get there. You set that how are you going to get there? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't get there. You, you, you can't just drive randomly and hope that you end up in the place you want to be. And this is where most people fuck up their entire lives is they never actually truly decide where they want to be. Or if they decide where they want to be, they make the decision in a, in a, in a, internal dialogue way of like, well, that would be nice, but mm. right. That would be nice, but I can't afford that. I'll never be able to afford that. Or that would be nice. But, uh, you know, I work at fucking Jiffy Lube. That would be nice. But like, and so automatically we're canceling out the reality of the possibilities of creating this thing that we want to create by automatically every time we see something adding the butt and then whatever comes after that. And the point of the law of attraction and visualization is that you're not supposed to worry about how you get there. You're just supposed to see yourself there. And the rest of the shit, as long as you work hard, tends to at least put you in a position to get some of those things. You may not get all of them. I don't know. But uh, in my life, I've been very consistent at checking those things off the list. And a lot of a lot of it can be chalked up right to just hard work, relentless pursuit of never quitting. But there's a lot of that stuff that just kind of magically kind of happened. Mm. You know, the house I live in, like I, I started looking at that house when I was like 17, 18 years old. You know what I'm saying? Right. The house I lived in before that uh, over over off Sunset Bluff. I was I was driving by those houses when I was a teenager thinking like, man, one day I'm going to live here. And then I did. I lived there for five years. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then, then this new house that I live in, the, the one I live in currently, like I used to drive by while they were building that house. And then, you know, I couldn't afford that house. And, and dude, I, every time I wanted to quit, every time I wanted to fucking give up in business, I thought about that fucking house. I'm like, bro, if you quit, you'll never have a house like that. And in my mind, the picture of the house that I saw like that like I never intended to actually live there. Yeah. Yeah. But the stars aligned and I took some initiative to, to put that process into play and it ended up coming my way. You know, people don't realize I looked up the owner on Facebook, uh, through the tax records and started communicating with him for eight years before I actually bought the house. Mm. You know what I mean? And I wasn't in a place to afford those, the house at that point either. So like I'm emailing this dude, saying, hey, man, if you ever want to sell your house, make sure you come to me first when I didn't even have the money to fucking buy it, right? Wow. So, so, so I end up in this exact house that I visualized the entire time I was struggling in business. Had no reason. There's to no fucking, it's not an accident. Yeah. Dude. Like yeah. you can't, and I could tell you 50 stories like that. They're not, it's not an accident. Shit's real. Mm. So 
the window shopping thing is a real thing. And every successful human being I know does it. Yeah. Ed Milet does it. Every other person you've had on this show that talks about visualization, they all do it. We all do it. Yeah. We all shop with, without the intention to buy. And eventually, you know, like shit kind of materializes. Yeah, but, but you're the crazy ones, right? <laughs> yeah, we but, are. But let, let's dig into but I'd something. rather be that kind of crazy than the broke kind of crazy. Yeah, no shit. <clears throat> I think there, there's, like a, there's like a common denominator there when I was hearing you talk. And it made me think, man, like a lot of limitations that people have, they're self-implied, right? Like they impose these, these limitations on themselves, right? Like I can't get that house because this, or well, well, most that'd be nice, but, right? Like yeah. how do you remove those things? Well, most of it's language. Most of it's just your automatic in, either internal dialogue or actual vocal dialogue that happens as a reaction to that. Like, yeah. like if you and I were driving down the street and you saw a fucking uh, Rolls Royce, right? And you're like, fuck, that'd be sweet. One day, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you stop it there. Mm -hmm. Stop it there. Mm. Don't say the other part. Yeah. Stop saying that part. The part where you say, but, you know. I'll never be able to afford that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Because, dude, we have, as human beings, we have this thing that we do to keep us where we are and keep us safe and keep us comfortable and keep us from feeling and facing mm -hmm. the work and the agony and the struggle that's going to take to actually achieve the things that we truly want. And if we would just remove a little bit of that, you'd be surprised at what can actually happen for you. Yeah, and how quick it can happen. Yeah, quick, dude. And yeah. the, better you, the better you get at it, the quicker it happens. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in it. There's not a human being on this planet that could talk me out of it, could convince me that it wasn't, it wasn't a real, like a really real thing. Um, you have to do your part, but you also have to do the visualization part. And I think those two things are, are where the magic is. And I actually believe this is part of the, this is part of the thing that they don't want us to understand about our, our capabilities. Yeah. Like when I say they try to suppress our capabilities and humans' capabilities, I believe this is part of it. I believe they don't want us to know what we're capable of doing and how we're capable of doing it because that creates a scenario of massive power and abundance on our part, meaning the people. And, and it makes it harder for, for them to control us. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it's real. I, like I said, you know, I think it's real. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, but Wyoming would be up there, dude. Why, so, yeah, I mean, so, Wyoming so, would be pretty so, sweet. So would the Keys, though. Like, I think the Keys, like a beach lifestyle down in the Keys would be fucking sweet. And there's a lot of cool properties down there. There's, there's some cool properties that have, you know, 10, 20 acres that have, like, their own cove and their own beach. And, like, mm -hmm. dude. Rush you know. Limbaugh's house just went up, uh, just got sold, I think, Where? too. Uh, in Florida. Oh, was he in Florida? Yeah, he had it. Like, but it sold for like $125 million or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, I mean, dude, it's astronomical numbers. Yeah. Do you think a lot of that those numbers are fucked, like made, like, you know, pushed up, like, or are those properties legitimately worth those numbers? $155 million. Where was it? Uh, Palm Beach. Uh, well, Palm Beach is Palm Beach, bro. Yeah. That's the new, that, like, at Palm Beach, like you're, that's the best real estate in the fucking United, in the whole United States. Yeah. So like, and people argue and they say Malibu or Laguna Beach or all these other places, but yeah, you got to live with all that California bullshit. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like There's Florida's got its own bullshit. Like rednecks running down the road, like fucking riding alligators yeah, and shit. Crocodiles on. But the you know what? I'd rather have that <laughs> shit than the shit they got in California. It's facts. So, um, you know. No, I don't think that's inflated if it's in Palm Beach. But I mean, that, that's, I mean, 
everybody's leaving California, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's got, it's, it's, it has a mass exodus going on right now with the affluent population for a number of different reasons. And you know, what's funny is they're talking about this fucking asshole from out there running for president. Yeah. It's like, bro, this is literally the, but that's what they want. The progressives want that because he's the fucking, he's the destructor of what, what they hate, which is mm-hmm. capitalism, freedom in America. Yeah. And he is the, he is the number one destructor of that. And if you look at what he's done based off, you know, what they want to do, he's done a good job by their standards. Mm-hmm. Done a great job. Well, that's why they want him as president. <laughs> and it's just scared the fuck out of everybody else. Yeah. It's real, man. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's get into some of these questions. Um, we got some good ones for you, as always. We got a little mix here. We got some business, some life. And right. uh, guys, Andy, question number one. Andy, uh, you've talked about making the customer experience the best with customers. Simple and plain. Um. But once they have that first experience, how do you make sure their experience is still great once they're no longer that new or first time customer um, and, and get used to how you do things? I'm in a products based business also, by the way. So how, how do you how do you maintain that customer experience throughout the customer's lifetime? And well, this is why you join Arte. OK, because we explain this in detail over and over and over again from top to bottom. Left to right all directions by the way i think we still have a few tickets for rta live available i don't think many but we, do we have any do we know i think we might have a couple left uh, if you go to rta syndicate.com we have rta live april 22nd great place for you to go if you're interested in this sort of thing that i'm about to answer um the answer is this uh it's hard very 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 fucking hard and it's especially hard to do at scale the bigger you get, the harder it gets. And when you, set it, when you set a level of expectation for your customers that is higher than all the other competitors, it's a great thing, right? Until you aren't that high. Until you don't ride that fucking level. At okay? all times. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. the minute, even though your competitors may be 10 steps behind you, the minute you lose one step, you're fucking shit. Mm. Oh, shit's going downhill over there. They fucking change. They don't give a fuck about people like they used to. That's the shit you'll hear, okay? And what ends up happening, which is good, is those people usually go to your competitor or somebody else and get a totally shitty experience (laughs) and then get their perspective kind of reeled back in. Mm -hmm. But the short answer and the long answer is the same. It's very difficult. And if you set a standard that's very high, and you're going to continue to, to work to create a situation where that customer is wowed and impressed and blown away by the level of experience that you provide, guess what that means, bro? you got to keep evolving the experience to a higher level mm. for everybody. And that's very fucking hard to do. And it takes a lot of commitment to do. So how do you do it? Well, you got to first off accept that it's going to be a lifelong journey throughout your whole course of your customer or your, your business career. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, secondly, you've got to get committed to it, uh, to the reality of it. Like you can't just say, here's the standard and this is where we are. And, and we're never going to go past that because what will happen is, like I said, people will get used to it. And then what eventually happens is other competitors will rise their level to your level. Mm. So now when they talks about, man, yeah, yeah. now when they do, when, when you do set that standard and other competitors are on that level. Now, other, now the people that you created have options, 
Okay, so what does that mean? That means you have to continue to press the bar forward. Yeah. And that's that takes that takes a lot of attention. It takes a lot of awareness. It takes a lot of like thinking creatively how to do so. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's one of the most rewarding parts of business is to create experiences for customers that just nobody else is willing to create. And I think if you can build your company around that, um, you know, especially now, people are people are really tired of this, the phone. Um, I'm holding the phone in my hand for those of you on audio. People are really tired of that. They're really tired of overly uh, over technology, um, the non-human experience. So if you have the opportunity to create more humanity inside your business model, more person-to-person contact, if you have the time, the willingness, and the resources to do it, uh, you have a tremendous opportunity because of the way where where the where the vibe is in society right now. Yeah. So, um, you know, without getting like, dude, I could I could go on uh, I could go in the auditorium and teach fucking four or five days on this one question. Yeah. Okay. So like, I don't know how deep I can actually get into here because the show would take like five hours, but ultimately, it's a commitment that has to start with you, the owner, the manager, the the person in charge. Uh, that has to flow down. You have to live that, by the way. People have to see you doing it. They have to see you do it. They have to, they have to watch you do it. Um, they have to know that you do it. Uh, fuck, dude, I write fucking thank you cards to this day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, 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 there's people that buy first form products that get a fucking thank you card from Andy Frisella every fucking week, okay? Who else is doing that on my level? Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's a commitment. And your team has to see it and they have to know it. And if they know it and they see it, then they'll repeat it. And that's how you can scale it out. So it's a culture. It's something that you have to create. It has to come from you. You can't hire it out. You can't sub it out. You can't make people do it if you're not willing to do it because it's extra. Mm-hmm. It's, it's extra by anyone's standards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's, it's, it's one of the biggest advantages that, um, that small businesses have over large businesses is that small businesses can create those experiences easier than large businesses can because large businesses involve many, many, many more people and many, many, many more moving parts. Uh, but if you find a large business that does that shit, it's, it's an incredible thing because, um, I, well, I know it's incredible because I understand how hard it is to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, it's not something that is easy. It's not something that you can, you can sub out. There's no, there's no company out there that you can pay to come in and do it. See, this is the shit that this, this is the it's diff- cutting corners, bro. Bro, listen, this is the difference. This, this really is the difference. This is the difference between entrepreneurs who make it and entrepreneurs who don't fucking make it. Hmm. Entrepreneurs who don't make it are constantly looking for the hack way to do it. What can I bolt onto my business to make it appear that we care? But I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't no fucking bullshit about it. It's just hard. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of attention. It takes a lot of awareness. And by the way, does the ball get dropped sometimes? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's, that's the nature of the game. Like, you're not going to fucking win every single fucking time. You're not going to score a touchdown every time you touch the fucking ball. Sometimes you're going to fumble the ball. Sometimes you're going to fumble the ball, and the other team's going to pick the motherfucker up and run it for a touchdown. Mm. You see what I'm saying? It's just playing the game. And the more you play the game... The more you learn, the better you get, and the more you realize that this is a lifelong commitment to experience of your business. And and if we're really breaking it down, we're at a point in business where every single business is a commodity, every single one, because the barrier to entry is so low because of the internet Mm -hmm. 
and people people that didn't people that didn't live pre-internet era don't understand this like you couldn't just go online and google where do i start my widget company like how do i who sells the widgets where can can i go to alibaba there was no fucking there was nowhere to go yeah the barrier to entry was extremely high because you had to know people you had to have relationships you had to go to trade shows and meet people and maybe they could solve your problem Bro, it was incredibly labor intensive to even get off the ground. Today, it's not that way. All right. So everybody's everybody's can get into business so easy that there's a lot of people that shouldn't even fucking be in business. And because they get in business so easy, they don't understand what the fucking objective is. You ask those people what business is about, they will always respond the exact same way. What's the purpose of your business? <laughs> well, to make money, no shit. Mm-hmm. No, you know, that's how I know you're going to be broke. Because that's not the purpose of your business. The purpose of your business is to serve your customer and solve a problem that they may be struggling with in a way that makes them say, holy fuck, these guys really give a fuck and they solve my problem. And how do you get people to say, holy shit, these guys actually give a fuck and they solve my problem by actually giving a fuck and solving their problems. And so like, dude, that shit takes effort and it's hard as fuck. And people can't appreciate how I, I'm glad it's this way because I see these guys come in. Mm-hmm. I see these guys go out. I see them come in. I see them go out. It doesn't matter what business. I could talk about every single fucking business I'm in. In, out, in, out, in, out. Because the barrier to entry is so, so low, people think they can start and they, it's just, dude, you don't yeah. learn the principles that you need to learn because the struggle is so hard. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So like, dude, think about this. So think, I want you to really, like, really, you guys really, really fucking think about this. You go on the internet right now. Most of you guys have fucking at least a few hundred followers. Okay. Even if you don't even try, you have a couple hundred people that you know. You're, you're able when you start a business to tell those two, 200 people that you know about your business. You could go through the DMS, write them a personal message. It would take you one fucking day to do. And all of a sudden you've got at least a hundred people that really know what you're doing. And you probably got 20 that are buying your shit. Mm-hmm. And that's how, to me, to them, to these people nowadays, that sounds hard. That sounds difficult. Okay. Now you take that same perspective with me where I didn't have fucking internet. I didn't have social media. All right. I open up my motherfucking store and I'm standing out in the front of it like, well, fuck, what do we do now? Right. So I go out and I walk around Springfield, Missouri, introducing myself to people, telling people what I did. And I did that for years. All right. I'm talking about walking up and down the fucking streets, not fucking driving, walking. Okay. Who do you think values their customers more? Right. Who do you think values their customer? When that one customer comes in that I spent three days trying to get that one motherfucker, what kind of treatment do you think they're getting? You understand? No. Massive perspective difference. Massive perspective difference. And most of the companies now in any industry see their customers as the the scenario that I didn't have, Mm -hmm. which is they don't value them as much because they're easier to get. They don't have to work for them. Yeah. But if you can take that fucking, if you could take that appreciation and that gratitude and that understanding of value of every single fucking one customer, and you can scale that out with technology, can't be beat, bro. Nobody can beat you. No. Can't be beat. It's impossible. Cannot be beat. Okay? But the problem is, is that a lot of you young bucks have a really hard time grasping 
the potential power of that one customer. You, you, you're, you're fucking spoiled is what I'm trying to say. Okay. So one customer can change your fucking life, bro. You don't believe me? Go read the story of Dell computer and, and a guy named Jeff Jarvis. I'm not going to even tell the story. Go Google it and fucking read it for yourself. Read what Jeff Jarvis did to Dell. Okay. I'll tell you, All right? <laughs> I tell you the rough framework. Here's the fucking rough framework of the fucking power of one customer, one experience. Dell, back in the day, was one of the biggest computer companies, all right? PCs, laptops, all that shit. They were right up there with fucking Apple and everybody else. They were, now a lot of people are like, who? Right? Well, I'm going to tell you why you think who, okay? They had this guy. His name was Jeff Jarvis. Jeff Jarvis was a blogger back when blogging was the fucking shit. Except Dell didn't know that Jeff Jarvis was a blogger. All right. So Jeff Jarvis loved Dell computers. Jeff Jarvis uh, uh, ordered a new laptop. The laptop had a whole bunch of problems. $1,200 laptop, $1,200. Okay. Probably cost him fucking $300 to make. The guy asked for an exchange. They wouldn't give the exchange. Now, it's been a long time since I read this story. So if you go Google it, there's some details I'm missing. They say no. So this dude, and they not only know, they like were rude to him about it. Like, no, we're not fucking doing shit for you. And this guy had bought many computers from them before. So real cost, three, 400 bucks on that computer. Maybe less. I don't even know what they cost to make. This guy who has, at the time, one of the world's biggest blogs starts to write in his blog about the experience from Dell and how they fucked him. Mm. This guy ended up costing Dell 10 fucking figures of business billions of fucking dollars because the stupid customer service rep at dell didn't just do what the fuck was right which is take care of your fucking loyal ass customers not because he's a blogger not because that's right yeah because he's just a dude who's having a problem with his computer because he's a customer and they didn't know now if they knew he was a blogger i'm sure they would have kissed his ass oh for sure but that's the point yeah you should always Pretend like all of your customers have the power to make you or break you and treat them as such. That's how you should be doing it. And if you're not doing it that way, it's because you don't value because you've never struggled and you don't know what it's like to go out on the street and get one motherfucking customer. I challenge every motherfucker, every motherfucker listening to this, I challenge you. Instead of going on the internet, instead of fucking going on a computer, instead of going to your e-com ads for one fucking day, Take your fucking fat ass and walk around your fucking, your street, okay? And I'll allow you to, you might live in the suburbs. Go park yourself in a place where there's some business, <laughs> right. okay? Right. Walk up and down the street and try to make a customer. And then tell me if you fucking value them after that. Mm. Change your whole fucking life. Real shit, man. Andy, it, I it, love that. It's the truth. It's a, I'm so thankful. I'm so fucking thankful that that stuck with me. Like a lot of people are like, how'd you, how did you endure those first 10 years? Because in 10 years, bro, I still had retail stores that saw zero people. Hmm. How'd you do this? How'd you do that? Fuck, I did it one customer at a time, dude. One at a time. It's the only way to do business. And, and these young bucks, you guys listening right now, most of you don't have this perspective because you ha- weren't allowed to have the perspective. Mm-hmm. So I'm not blaming you. For not, not having fault. it, yeah, it's not but fault. you should take the opportunity to try and gain as much of that perspective as possible, because if you truly value that one customer, 
then you you would treat all your customers differently. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. I love it. RTA tickets are still available. Oh, they are? Yes. Okay. We got do have a few tickets for RTA. They're still available. Just so you know, rtasyndicate.com. Sweet. Moving right along, guys. Uh, Andy, question number two. <laughs> One second, guys. I'm just saying. <laughs> there might not be any ads, but if there were. If there were. Will you ever change it up? No. You like the cherry limeade too, don't you? No, that's gross. Really? Yeah. The cherry whoever whoever developed the cherry lime flavor should be fired. I think it's actually people's like third. Who did that? Not me. All right. <laughs> I'm cutting off heads today, bro fucker. That fucking cherry lime tastes like shit. Don't buy that shit. Buy the orange. Buy the blue. Yeah. Buy the green. That, don't don't buy the cherry. Well, that's my that's hey. I'm honest. I'll tell you when we make something I don't like. I don't like it. I guarantee you. The tastes people like who fucking, are, like I'm having a fucking NyQuil drink or something. I don't know, bro. People like it, though. We sell a That's shit what I'm saying. Time. Those are the same people keeping Long John Silver's over. Yeah. Open. I mean, everybody, listen. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what to say, man. Guaranteed. I don't know what to say. All I'm saying is that if I were taking ads, yeah. definitely would be for this amazing Orange Sunrise First Form Energy drink. That's what I would do. That was a message from our not sponsor. Not an ad. <laughs> not a sponsor. I definitely don't get paid for that. Yeah. It's right? good, though. It's good. No cherry lime. <laughs> See that, man? I tell, I'll tell you if we... Hey. Don't buy that shit. Buy the orange. I thought it was pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, well, you would. Yeah, well, that's fair. <clears throat> Andy, and uh, that wasn't racial. Because <laughs> no, yeah, I'm sure people are going to say that. Andy, question number two. Now, if it was grape, now we could talk. Yeah. yeah now, that's a conversation. Now I am in development for a certain flavor that you say only white people drink. I swear. I am developing a certain. It better be two. A certain flavor. If they're not two released at the same time, Andy. So you're saying grape and cream soda got to come out they like have, a set. They have to. Like a two set? They have to. Like a four pack, but with two of each? Yeah, they have to. Like ebony and ivory. That's the that, that the piano that, keys. That was the deal. All right, I got it. That was the deal. All right, I got it. I am in. I am in. I am in. And it better be fucking grape grape. Like it gotta be grape grape. Well, you know, I, you know I don't know. What cream that is. is cream. Like you know, it's not hard to fuck that up. Huh? It's not. It's not. Like it's. It's not hard to develop the cream. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be the most delicious flavor. We'll see about that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Andy, question number two. We got a show to do. Quit fucking around, DJ. Yes, I did. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, Keith. <clears throat> Keith. Fucking Keith. Andy, question number two. Andy, you always talk about loving the journey, right? Um, and even though I follow all your teachings, I find myself obsessing over the end result. I work hard, and the numbers are are are, are, are proof of that. And I also raise the bar when I get close to the bar, et cetera, like you always say. Um, but what I love the most about my work is the end result. Should I also start to develop this love for the process or is it okay to just focus on the end result um, because it feels so sweet? What's your, what's your take on that? I, I think you could do both. I think, I think as, you know, I have a different perspective on this where I'm at now versus where I was 20 years ago. I used to obsess over the end result uh, only. And I didn't give a fuck about how hard it was. I still don't give a fuck how hard it is. Like, I'm still going to go. Um, but what I realized is that if you focus enough on the end result, you're, you're going to eventually get to that point 
but that doesn't mean that you you can't enjoy the journey there. Mm. So so like if I could go back and change things, a lot of people are like, oh, how could what would you change? If I knew what I know now, and I could just like transplant my brain into my twenty year old body, I would spend more time enjoying the process of getting there, knowing that I would get there. Mm. And so it's a hard thing when you don't know that if you're going to get there or not to, to enjoy what you're going through. Right. Um, and so it's almost an impossible thing to do. It's almost an impossible thing for someone who's desperately trying to achieve a certain result. They're such in a hurry and they're so, and, and, and it's required to be in a hurry. It's required to have urgency because you have to act and you have to take things serious and you have to. So, it's kind of like this weird uh, conundrum that doesn't really like add up because like I feel like if I had enjoyed the journey the way that I enjoy the journey now, I would have been less urgent because I would have not been concerned whether or not I'm going to get there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I think it's very hard for someone who hasn't come to the realization and doesn't understand factually that this is your life is a result of the actions you take. It's an equation. It is. It's, yeah. it's totally an equation, like everything else. Yeah. And what you put in, you get out. And you may not get it out this week, this month, this year, two years, five years, but it comes out the other side. And so it's hard for someone who doesn't recognize that with the hindsight to understand how to enjoy the process when it feels like pure desperation and panic all the time pain yeah so like it's hard to do but yeah. like if i look back and i'm honest with myself a lot of the most fun things that i ever did in my whole life were along the journey of building the business mm -hmm. and the friendships that i've created uh the, the the brotherhood that i have with a lot of my people that i've been going to battle with for years and years and years those things are important and those things really matter and honestly i think those things matter more than the entire business and so had i had I known better, I would have tried to enjoy it more. And I guess what you guys should take from that is like, maybe like try to be present and enjoy what you're going through. Understanding that if you put the inputs in and you guys work hard, you'll get where you want to go. Yeah. Um, it's a regret of mine. Like mm. I, you know, I share the wins and the regrets and that's a regret of mine. I spent a lot of time fucking thinking about it. There's a lot of people out there that probably think I'm a fucking, that I don't give a fuck about them. Um, when in reality, I give a lot of fucks about him. And that's why I was fucking hard on him at the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And uh, it's, you know, you live and you learn, man. And I try to get better about it every single day. Now, I want to, the flip side of that coin, would you say that there's, there's, there's also, you, you would equally regret, I guess, focusing too much on the journey and not even, not focusing at all. I don't think if you, I think if you do that, you're going to have a happy go lucky, easy attitude and you're never going to get where you want to go because you'll lack urgency. Right. Part of what creates urgency is the fucking scare factor. Mm. I'm scared. I'm never going to get there. There's what if I never make it? it? Yeah. What if I can't do it? What if I fucking fail? And like, those are useful emotions and useful thoughts. A lot of people will tell you, Oh, that you got to get that shit out of your head. No, that's not true. The shit's going to be in your head. And if you try to get it out of your head, you're going to fucking obsess over it because you can't get it out I'm of your say head. It makes it worse. Yeah, so you're going to make it worse. So the alternative is to use those emotions and use that, that mindset to press yourself into urgent action today, right, that you can 
utilize to move yourself forward today. And then you do that again tomorrow. You do it again the next day. And if you do that for 10 years, bro, you're going to be fucking wealthy. You're going to be winning. You're going to be kicking ass. That's just the way it goes. Um, But it's definitely something that I've had to struggle with. And it's something that I've learned along the way. And, uh, you know, it's something that I have regrets about. And, you know, I, I think back to, to, you know, to the, to the journey and like some of the best fucking times I ever fucking had in my life were, were just when we were really fucking struggling mm. and I didn't appreciate them because I never, I didn't know if we would actually get to a point where I'd be secure or not. If that makes sense. Yeah. You so is, is it, would you say it's easier for you now because you've, you've mastered this equation, you know that it's inputs and outputs. Is it, do you think it's easier for you now to have a better outlook and, and take time, I guess, being more intent on the journey, enjoying it while you're on the journey? Yeah, bro. Knowing I'm, you'll get I'm there. a fucking pussycat now c- compared to what I was. A um, puss anonymous? Yeah, puss anonymous. That's what I, that's what I am now. Um, I, I am. And uh, it doesn't mean that I still don't have that, mm-hmm. but like I, I consciously try to keep that at bay. Because I realized, like, dude, even though I'm high strung and I want to win and I'm urgent, I can't get that out of me. It's who I am. I realized that when I do that, you know, it scares other people. It scares them. Like, because, like, dude, I'm a very fucking intense person. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've seen me get wound up and it's like fucking real. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I have to work hard to like bring that down and to realize that we can still execute urgently without the emotional shit mm-hmm. right um and and when it comes out honestly like it embarrasses me now because it is who i am but i put a lot of work into like becoming a reasonable human uh and like you guys that listen to my content you're like fuck i i fucking liked it when you went f-. bro i still got that <laughs> it's just i'm now in more of control of it which i yeah. think is just maturity right yeah um and sometimes i i'm not in control of it sometimes i do lose my shit but I think that's called being a fucking human being and giving a fuck about what you're doing deeply and passionately and caring. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that occasionally, but, um, you know, I, I think it's what you said, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I understand how it works. I understand the game very clearly. So there's very little anxiety for me about the game anymore. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's, there's no, like, uh, like I used to think like unknown, I used to think like, bro, fuck dude, am I going to be one of these people that's, like I have this saying called the success fairy and the success fairy is this fairy that flies down from the sky and fucking taps certain people because uh, I didn't realize, and you can't realize, like you can't realize that if you haven't ever built anything or you haven't gotten to that first level of success, it's literally impossible for you to understand how it actually works. Mm -hmm. So going through the process has to show you that's, that's why I'm able to look back and say, fuck, dude, I would have made it either way. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. need to lose my shit on fucking when the fucking, uh, you know, this thing went wrong or whatever. Right. right? Um, so, it, you know, it, it's a mind fuck. That's what it is. You can't uh, like, how can you understand something if you don't have the perspective? It's like trying to explain a color to someone that's been blind their whole life. Right. Like you can't explain it. It's red. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like for, from where I'm at, I understand the game, so there's very little anxiety about it. Um, and had I removed that anxiety when I was back in the beginning, I wouldn't have been as urgent, which means I wouldn't maybe not have gotten here. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's, you know, I think there's a lot to think about there, but I, I actually, I just think that's just called the way it fucking goes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. 
you get older, you learn some shit, you see some shit that you didn't see before and, uh, things change. And, um, you know, that's, that's happened for me. Yeah. Uh, a third and final question, Andy, uh, question number three, Andy, I am 24 years old and I listen to real AF podcast religiously, um, and try to deduce the lessons from it. I have network, got out of my comfort zone, set up my future, et cetera. The issues I have is that I feel conflicted between my professional growth and my personal growth. And I don't want to be one of the people who, in your words, gets into a van and finds myself. What's the <laughs> best or uh, what is a way that you have used to truly understand if you're on the right path for yourself, um, if you're allocating all of your resources, and if you're allocating all of your resources to the right thing? Is this in terms of like a like dating or no, I think just just like just life success. Like he's pouring everything in. Like, how does he know that he's on the right path path? Like, are there gonna be milestones or things to well, that's faith, show bro. you? Like that's that's the answer of faith. Like and 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 faith can mean a lot of different things. Um, you know, it can be faith in God, it can be faith in general, faith in your life. But the truth of the matter is, is what we're talking about here is faith in yourself. And if you're willing to show up every single day and put the inputs in, then you have to have faith that what I'm telling you is the truth and that those outputs will happen. Mm. And, and, I, and every, every person who's 40 plus years old, who's built real shit, will tell you that same thing. They, yeah. they tell you inputs and outputs, inputs and outputs, inputs and outputs, and consistency over long periods of time. If you do that, I'm just telling you, like, you'll, you'll fucking get there. But- you have to have the faith that I and other people that you look at are telling you the truth because you're going to have to work for a long time before you ever start to see the, 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 the result materialize. Yeah, the this is where I talk about the work comes before the belief because you may believe that other people like myself or people you may, you may listen to in other, other cases are telling you the truth, but you don't believe it for yourself yet because you're not seeing it. And so we have to have faith in the beginning to understand that what we're doing is going to pan out later. And, and that's why I do this. This is why other people of, of my caliber and even above do this. Okay. We do this because we want you to understand that if you keep going, you'll fucking get there. Hmm. And so uh, as far as balancing out your personal life and, and your professional life, you know, like, dude, look, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, it kind of all becomes the same thing. Hmm. You know, your, your personal life, you may not like, dude, I don't really have any friends outside of my company. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I have my, my success friends, like, like Hermosi or fucking Ed Milet, like these right. guys. Right. And they're, they're good friends, but I'm saying like on a, they live in California or Texas or Vegas or all over the world. Right. I'm talking about here in my community. Like I hang out with my, with, with the people that I work with mm -hmm. and I go to dinner with those people and I'm around those people. And those are my people. And so like, I feel like, it's part of, it's part of the deal. Now, and I understand that's not the case for all of you guys that have jobs. Like you might work somewhere and then you have outside friends, but for an entrepreneur, someone who actually owns the shit, who's taking all the risk, who's got all the sweat equity and all this shit in it, there's really no room for any of that other shit. Well, I mean, when you talk about elevating your circle, I mean, what if like, I mean, you're going to probably come to a point where your friends are not trying to aspire and do the same shit you're doing anyway. So it's usually like, not your local friends, yeah. not the people you grew up with. It's yeah. very rare that the people you grew up with will stay on the same path as you. And by the way, that's okay. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're choosing a path of entrepreneurship 
that is very hard. It's very difficult and it's very lonely um, because most people don't choose it. And mm-hmm. most people, you know, like, dude, I can remember when I, and like, I'm not saying this to talk shit. I'm saying this as a matter of fact. You know, when I was four or five years in my business, I still wasn't making any money. I was five years in, I was making $695 per month. Well, all my friends at five years in, because I started when I was in college, guess what they're doing? They got jobs making 60, 70, 80, 100 grand a year, mm-hmm. right? They're looking at me and being like, like, bro, like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Like, I'm a fucking loser. Right? Lose a job? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like, they, they looked at me like I was a loser for a long fucking time, mm. right? And now, you know, things are different. And, and you know, uh, I use that as fuel for a long time. Like, you, 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 you've probably seen me post before where I post something and I say, yeah, not bad for a little vitamin shop. Right. That's me talking shit back to all those motherfuckers that told me that. Mm-hmm. And if I had to take it, they can take a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't, sure. I don't, I fucking love them. I hope they're happy. I hope they're winning. But the reality is, is like a lot of your friends aren't going to be on the same path. And that's what makes it hard as an entrepreneur is because they, you do go through a phase first. You're the, you're the one that goes through it first of being the loser. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? So like you're starting a business your friends are going to go because it's going to take you three, four, five years to really get going. Yeah. Your friends are going to go on and they're going to get they're going to get jobs and they're going to do things and they're going to you know become things and they're going to look at you and they're going to be like, why the fuck are you still a loser? Mm-hmm. Why are you still hanging on to that dream? Why are you still working at this? Why do you do that? They're going to be going on vacations. They're going to be fucking buying nicer houses, but nicer cars, and they don't mean to, but they do insult you. You know, by asking you, like, like for example, like when I was 10 years in, I went to my fucking family's Easter and they're fucking one of my relatives looks at me and goes, you still got that little vitamin shop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like when I'm 15 years in and I'm employed fucking hundreds of people and they look at me and they're like, you still got that little vitamin shop? Like it makes me want to punch you in the fucking face. But I use it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I use it and I say, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll, we'll show We'll show you how little the vitamin shop is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I still get driven by that. But like, you know, most of your friends aren't going to be on the same path as you. Most of your friends aren't going to fucking ride all the way to the end of time with you. They're going to go on their own ways. And, and as you get older, you start to appreciate your friends from the old days for exactly what they are, bro. You know, they're, they're, they're your friend. They were, you guys are really close at one time. It's great to fucking see them. It's, you hope they're doing well. You'll do anything to help them. But at the end of the day, they're really not in your circle anymore. That's not, that's not what you're doing. And, and entrepreneurship requires so much effort, so much energy, so much focus that those people usually can't understand that because they don't have to do those things. So they'll call you things like obsessed and they'll say, you know, you need more balance and you need to do this and you need to do that. Well, if you listen to that, you're not going to end up where you want to be. And that's the truth. Nobody wants to say, oh, that's very unhealthy advice. Well, fuck dude. I'm not telling you about health. I'm telling you how to win. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, my concern here isn't like, oh, what's the healthiest way to live a life? There's other shows for that. I'm telling you how to build a fucking life for the people that want to make a lot of money and build cool shit. Yeah. You know? Simple as that. Yeah. I love it. Well, guys, that was three. Go pay the fee. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad 